0: Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, today I'm gonna give four tips on what to look for when buying a new home. So no doubt it is a seller's market in the real estate industry right now. These home prices are crazy, right? Um, a lot of people might be looking at buying that new home for the first time, or maybe you just want to switch homes and maybe you want to sell your house and you know buy another one, cash in that equity, right? So what should you look for feng shui-wise when you're looking to purchase a home? Let's kind of take a look at some of those things. Um, and today I'm going to kind of go about it in a way that's talking more about the five senses and, um, what you kind of want to look for in terms of like a kind of feeling it out because, you know, it's very, very difficult to explain, um, all of the very technical things that you can look for. In a home feng shui wise. And so today I wanna kind of tap into that little intuitive part of ourselves and explain how you can kind of use those, you know, our natural senses to get a feel for a place. So the first thing we want to think about when we're looking for that new home, it's obviously going to be very visual. So feng shui, it's literally visual because remember feng shui is part of uh, that encompassing of the five arts of Chinese metaphysics. It falls under that category called physiognomy. So physiognomy is literally the sight or the appearance of the way things are shaped. Remember it falls into the same categories like palm reading or face reading. So literally it's like reading the environment based on the way it appears and a lot of times you know we go into the home and it's staged but we want to look past the staging of the home and look at you know is there any unsightly like is there weird columns in the way somewhere are the steps in a really odd place what's outside our external environment is there really negative eyesores in in our immediate external environment maybe there's like 5g towers You know, maybe there's something that's unappealing to you and you might not notice because you're so taken with, you know, how beautiful these realtors have made the home appear. And so we want to look past. That, that immediate cosmetic um, appearance of things and kind of take a look at the broader picture. You know, you may even look on a satellite map and say like, okay, um, there's a certain the things that are in the vicinity of this home that maybe I didn't necessarily catch when I was driving, you know. Um, but spend more time, you know, looking really at the appearance of uh, both the outside f- forms, what are called forms or landform of the place, um, you know, is there mountains there? Is there any water there? And if not, is there at least not negative features? So remember like sharp, sharp eye, eyesores, um, eye catching, you know, something that's like really jarring to you that you're like, oh, you know, maybe you walk in, you see something strange, like uh, the house is laid out weird. Um, that's probably one of your first cues um, that something is not right in the place. But on the other hand, if you walk in and maybe there's a nice view of the park, you know, maybe it has a nice um, yard, it's big, you know, you don't see very close features that are negative, those, those towers and stuff like that, um, you know, the layout seems like it flows well, then that can be your first clue, you know, maybe you want to put that at the top of your list. Another big clue is sound, and so this might be something that's not so apparent at all times of the day so for example, <laughs> um, um one of my uncles he lives in the you know the country in in um the town of Odessa, Texas, so Odessa, Texas is very much a oil town you know the the quintessential like texas oil town right we had they have oil rigs everywhere and oil wells everywhere and literally in my uncle's backyard right beyond like his fence line is an a pumping like an oil pumping jack and so sometimes in the middle of the night um if you're not used to it it will definitely you'll hear it kick on and it'll start like moving around and pumping oil (laughs) And it's not super loud, but it definitely, if you're not if you're not aware of it, you're it's kind of jarring. And so that's something you kind of want to keep an eye out for when, or an ear, excuse me, you want to keep an ear out for when you're considering, is this a good space for me? Is this a good environment for me? And this could even be, you know, if you're looking for an office space or you're just looking for a home. But, you know, obviously we want a space that's conductive to the purpose we need it for. And so for example, if you're working from home, you need it to be quiet during certain times of the day. Well, maybe you kind of take a drive out there, you know, with owner's permission or whatever realtor's permission, and you can go at maybe some different times of the day um, and make sure there's nothing strange going on. You know, do you have neighbors that are particularly loud? Um, Is there, you know, machine work that goes on certain times of the day, you know, on a regular basis? You know, maybe you hear something that you may not actually see. So, you know, maybe there's a nearby, you know, factories or some sort of nearby, um, you know, shop or something like that that makes you know those loud noises um and this is pretty funny i didn't realize there was cows near me where i live <laughs> and last night as i was coming home in the evening i heard cows mooing. i i do not know where that sound came from <laughs> but it just goes to show you that you can notice things at certain times of the day um that you may not have noticed before so definitely be aware of very loud noises um even loud running water and so a lot of people associate like water fountains and waterfalls with good feng shui. However, um, if you, you know, live by somewhere that has a lot of like loud running water, that's actually, um, a noise shawl, you know, it's actually, um, a, a negative feature that if, especially if it's like bothersome or too loud for you, if it's almost like a noise that drowns out and you can't, um, uh, you know it's like an annoying sound then that's not really conducive to good feng shui either so do be aware of loud sounds in your environment the next one is going to be more about smell that's right let's go to those five senses and talk about that smell <laughs> so this is something you want to be aware of um does it fall into the category of feng shui mm, kind of um the thing with feng shui again it's mostly that appearance of things so it goes a lot off you know where you're at in your space the way your house is facing and sitting in the land you know the, the way you have your space set up and and so it's, smell is not um particularly part of that feng shui but one thing you do want to make sure of, I mean, anything that's like negative or you feel negatively about, it's going to impact the way you feel in your space. And so if you live in a place and maybe you live by like a cow pasture, like apparently I do with the cows moving, <laughs> but I don't smell anything. So it's, I guess it's okay. You know, you're going to want to take note of that. Like, does it smell battle outside your house all the time? Like, is there a nasty dumpster? Like, do your neighbors have something rotting away in their yard, you know, keep note and, you know, do they not clean their doggy do's up, you know, so kind of keep note of that and do note that, you know, I'm particularly I'm sensitive to smell. And so I know when something's off in my house. Um, and also with that being said, apart from just the negative smells in the environment, maybe um, a restaurant nearby that throws their trash or something, you know, but think of stuff like that. Um, what you want to do also is note the way a house smells when you come into it, you want to make sure it doesn't smell like musty and, um, like moldy, um, cause that could indicate, you know, moisture problems. So it's not only just the negative smells from, you know, a, possibly from the external environment around you, but also the smells that your house, that house emanates, especially if it's been like sitting empty for a while, um what I would do is go and nobody else is there before anybody has had a chance to air the house out. And so if you go, you know, get there first and before your realtor gets there, (laughs) um, you know, and go in right as they go in and see, um, if the house smells particularly musty and that could, um, indicate, uh, perhaps either the energy stagnant or stale, or, um, there could be some problems, you know, within, Uh, the walls of the home that maybe haven't been addressed. And the last tip I have for you is um, literally the way it feels. So, um, you know, when we're talking about the five senses, we talk more about touch. But what I want you to think about with this um sense i suppose would be thinking about the way you feel inside so you know you know when you go to a home if it feels good or not um that's one of the ways i actually explain feng shui to um when i first start explaining feng shui to people if um i've come across somebody and they ask me what feng shui is and they say they've never heard of it i ask them this um have you know what is the difference between your the way your house feels and the way you know your friend's house feels right how How does that feel different? You know we maybe go to our grandparents' house and maybe they haven't opened the blinds in a long time. Um it's it's a real damp, you know, or like dark environment. Um and uh you know, maybe they have clutter. So that feels different from a space that is more open airy, the windows are you know, the blinds get open daily, um, and the, the itchy or energy gets moved around on a consistent basis. So those two homes are gonna feel very different. And so, again, think of the way it feels. Um, Think back to the site and think, you know, did that space have a lot of natural lighting into it? Um, How did it feel when I first walked in? What was my initial impression of it? Um, Think about, um, you know, is there certain areas of the home that you walked into that didn't feel good? Um, And again, think of like the lighting. Think of um, that what's called the yin environment. So yin is just a, the negative environment, you know, everything has a yin and a yang to it. So when you have your, your space during the day, it's supposed to be a yang environment, you know, um, it's supposed to be an active flowing environment. And if it doesn't feel like active and flowing, then maybe there's something off, you know, or maybe there's something off in one of the rooms, you know, and if you think, well, would I, think to yourself, you know, would you be able to sleep in that room if you felt that way all the time? You know, if it's just like a bathroom or something, you know, then it's not a space where you're going to spend a lot of time, then don't worry about it. But um, for sure, take into account and really note the way that you feel when you first walk into a space. So today's Folklore Friday is less about folklore and a little more about that physiognomy like I was talking about earlier. We're gonna be looking at face reading, or more particularly, I'll be reading from Joey Yap's Art of Face Reading book. Um, I thought it would be fun to just touch on some different things you can look for, especially for you single people. So maybe you're looking through those dating apps and you kind of think to yourself, okay, is this person, serious or they just want to hook up. So I'm going to read to you the section called the commitment phobic one. So let's look at some features of people that uh, may be uh, not so inclined to make that commitment. So number one is monk eyebrows. So this is an extremely bushy eyebrow on a man who has like very little um, hair. And so this is both facial hair and um hair on their head, and so it'll be either uh, very sparse or wispy or he can be bald um but the most notable feature would be the thickness of the eyebrows, and so um it compared to the rest of the hair on his head or face, and so you know again, most distinguished, very bushy eyebrows. Um, and maybe sparser hair everywhere else, and so it says here that this could denote a person who's a confirmed bachelor or some or someone who marries very late in life. And so, if you see a person like this, make sure they're older, <laughs> and that could mean they're ready for a commitment. But young, I would steer clear. The next indication could be a suppressed property palace. So the property palace. Um, it says here is when the eyebrows are so close to the eyes that they seem to be pressing down on them. And so I think we've all seen people like that where they have those really thick eyebrows. um, And, they almost like shield the eyelid. And so they're they're very, very close. And so it's like the eyebrows are almost sitting right on top of the eyelid. Um, it says here that that suggests a man who doesn't like to be restricted by family commitments and doesn't necessarily like being at home for much time. So steer clear of this type of gentleman. Here also a narrow and sharp chin. It denotes someone who doesn't enjoy being at home and likes the party lifestyle. Let's just leave my son out of this one. So the last indication for a commitment phobic man would be an uneven pair. And so it explains here that that actually means like eyebrows, eyes, or, um, ears, you know, anything you have a pair of on your face, um, it denotes lack of trust, but depending on which pair is uneven, and it does say here, because everything on the face that relates to pairing indirectly relates to, or impacts the person's perception or attitude towards marriage. And so the most famous person I could think of that has um, sort of an uneven face is um, Forrest Whitaker. His is probably the most apparent. I think his ears are probably not symmetrical, and his eyes, you know, one's droopier than the other. So makes me a little bit sad. Hmm, does he have a um, bad perception of marriage, I wonder? Here's a couple things we can look for on the female face. Um, It says here, the commitment phobic female is rare, but does exist. And the greater number of following facial features she has, the more suspicious she is of commitment. Number one is thick and dense eyebrows, especially when coupled with very thick hair. It says it indicates a female whose female friends are more important to her than her partners, or whose friendships are over committed relationships. So um, it just means that this person may be more committed to her friends and her friendship than to you. So, on the other end of things, if you have very sparse eyebrows and thin hair, that could denote that you prefer your own company and dislike committing to anyone. Um, I will say, you know, I grew up in the 90s when plucking your eyebrows was super popular um, and they were just very thin little lines and so they don't grow back thick now. (laughs) Um, And I will say, although I've been married to my husband for 15, 16 years, um, so I definitely don't have commitment issues, um, I will say I do love being alone and in my own company sometimes. So number three is angular or bony, but broad face with very coarse hair and white tiger brows. So denoting that the woman's character is likely to be more yang than yin and that marriage could be unlikely. And so yang, that just means they're more masculine than they are feminine. I'm just making maybe it harder for them to find a partner. The last for a woman would be, again, those uneven pairs, eyes, eyebrows, ears. Um, it says here, for example, one eye bigger than the other or one ear higher set. Of course, we just talked about that. Den- denoting mistrust depending on which pairs is even just like the male face. So, um, yeah, it could impact their perception towards marriage. So it doesn't necessarily mean that they're not willing to get married, just that their perception um, about marriage or what marriages, is, um, you know, might be like suspicious, you know, they mistrusting. And one thing I kind of wanted to know, like I mentioned, I used to overly pluck my eyebrows to a tiny line. Um, my mom grew up in the sixties. She used to like, I think just shave her eyebrows off and draw them back on. So there, there is something I will say an affinity to the way, you know, what happens to us, even scarring, um, plastic surgery whether we choose to you know electively have it or if it's a medical something medically we need done um, there there is something that happens you know during that time of our life where it changes our face you know uh, maybe we you know choose those things or it's you know again it just happens but there's that affinity that denotes that and so it's almost like a, a it's almost like our destiny for that to happen so uh, the think the biggest example i could give would be michael jackson and his multiple plastic surgeries at the end of his life his nose um i know i've heard plastic surgeons talk about this his nose was very i mean it was so small it was almost down to just the the cartilage you know or if even right and he had very tiny tiny nostrils so uh, one thing you can kind of think about is that um he, uh, your nostrils and the way your nostrils are positioned represent your, your wealth. Your nose actually speaks a lot to wealth and, um, his nose, you know, it was getting smaller and smaller and smaller through the years. And, uh, again, so was his, his finances and stuff like that. So, um, that's a really good example of, um, you know, the choices you make regarding your facial features and stuff and how changing that can change, um, different, you know, it can denote different things in your life. To support the podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your family and friends who you think may be interested, especially if you found this content useful. To learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, follow the link to the website below.